guys, your girl Naya Rumay, and you are now listening to Who the F is Nana? Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Who the F is Nana? And with this particular episode, we are going to discuss growing up in inner city communities. So are y'all ready? I think y'all ready. Alright, if y'all not ready, y'all gotta get ready. Alright, so let's vibe how we vibe. First things first, I would like to give a shout out to all the concrete roses and concrete. How can I come up with a fancy word for a guy? Well, I guess they'll be considered roses also. I want to give a shout out to all the people that did not let their past circumstance define who they are as individuals today. So, you know... Furthermore, we're going to get into some things as far as the challenges that comes with growing up in inner city communities, as well as um, the motivational factors that allowed you to be who the F you are today. So when I think about concrete roses, the first thing that comes to mind are dreamers. The reason for me to say dreamers are more so because, you know, those are individuals who were born and raised in inner city communities, had lack of resources, but they always kept their dream alive. They didn't know um, how they were going to achieve those dreams, but they just always just kind of kept, you know, that willpower to say, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, be successful one day. I don't know how I'm going to be successful, but I'm going to be successful. And, you know, it's hard, you know, coming from being born and raised in the projects in Brooklyn, you know, sometimes your dreams can be deferred, whereas you feel like, is this like a fantasy world that I'm living in? Whereas, am I good enough to achieve what I really want? Because you have people that, you know... You have people around you who dreams are deferred with the I should have, I would have, I could have. And if you don't have those types of motivational factors in your circle, sometimes you could fall, you know, in line with that of saying, well, you know, please, that's just fantasy world. Like, I'm not, it wasn't meant for me to achieve what I wanted to achieve. And I'm here to tell you all that, you know, anything that you put your mind to, you know, it's going to be a lot of hard work. It's going to be a lot of sacrifices. It's going to be a lot of days where, you know, you're getting lack of rest because you're constantly going after whatever dreams that you want to achieve. I started this podcast, you know, to be transparent. I wanted y'all to just hear the chapters of my story as far as just, you know, to see who the F is, Nana, and, you know, how she became. I am not where I want to be in life right now, but I'm working so hard to achieve those dreams. And, you know, my listeners, if y'all been rocking with me since day one, um, I hope I inspired some by just keeping those dreams alive. You know, um, my dream is to open up a nonprofit organization to serve inner city communities based off of my analysis and my perspectives on what I feel that, you know, they need based off of experience. Everything that I do is based off of experience, off of 
what I would have wanted someone to do for me, you know, had I been on the other side of the table. So, um, I've been, you know, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of sacrifice. It's a lot of, um, schooling that you have to achieve to get to, you know, the ultimate goal of, you know, opening up a nonprofit organization. Yeah, some people do open up nonprofit organizations without the educational background, but I wanted to start from ground up, whereas I wanted to really know and have those skills and actually interact with, you know, clients from all types of um, different entities of, you know, seeing what it is that they need and just kind of incorporating that with my... um, what is the word? <laughs> I, 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 like I said, I, I'm going off top, but just just trying to incorporate all the skills that I learned based off of, you know, the assessments that I hold with individuals and just trying to figure it out, like, what is the best sort of program that I can, um, you know, bring to inner city communities. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of days where you're out in the field. It's a lot of days where you're just doing assessments and, you know, just making sure that everyone is good. But, you know, it, it, it gets it gets hard and it's very challenging. But, you know, I know looking at the ends of the tunnel that everything is going to um, come into alignment for the most. And I'm very passionate off of you know, opening up a program, whereas, you know, it could be a safe haven for dreamers and, you know, young individuals that don't have the tools and, you know, I'll have mentors there that would motivate them and, you know, guide them on the right path. But for me, I feel like it's up to me to like gain that skill and gain those knowledges. You know, you learn every, you learn new things every day. And, you know, no one is perfect. I'm far from perfect, as y'all know. But, you know, I just feel like this is my calling, whereas I just want to be that voice for the concrete roses so that way they can achieve furthermore than what I'm trying to achieve. You know what I mean? So it's a lot.
dreams deferred I would say um, December of 2005 my dreams were deferred you know um, I was in high school my senior year in high school and um, my my grandmother she had an apartment in the projects and unfortunately we all were there and um, my uncle he decided that he didn't want to keep the apartment after my sister put money up in the apartment so since he said that he wanted the apartment to go away that meant okay well my mom she'll have to go into a shelter with her kids you know the other family and you know it was very very um it was it was a time in my life where I felt some sort of resentment towards my uncle because you know I just felt like he could have kept the apartment my sister put money up to just keep the apartment it was a three-bedroom apartment and he decided that he didn't want to keep the apartment he wanted to do things his way and you know I'm at peace with that now but during that time I was just like wow like you really decided to just let the apartment go my grandmother she was in a nursing home at that time and my mother she took over the apartment because um, we moved back over to my grandmother's house from where we used to live. Um, they were, we used to live in these projects called Prospect Plazas back in the day, and they were trying to make it into townhouses. So they told everybody, oh, y'all could go with family or whatever, and then we're gonna um, call y'all when the apartments are ready, which was bullshit because um, fast forward, um, we went to like some sort of community um, meeting or whatever. And, you know, it was just a way of them saying, we don't want y'all in this neighborhood in a way. We want to knock these projects down and we're going to bring other people in, you know? So, you know, going back into what I initially stated, we ended up going back to my grandmother's house back in, I believe it was um, spring of 2001. And we were there until like 2005. And then when my grandmother, she went into the nursing home, I believe in 2004. So, you know, the name, you know, her name, she was the head of the household. So when they figured like, oh, okay, well, she's not there. And my uncle was the only person on the lease and they was trying to give him like a one bedroom. And, you know, my sister was like, well, let's just give them the extra money so that way we could keep the three bedroom until the time comes. But, you know, he already signed off and said that he decided to just give the apartment away. So that kind of threw us off the loop. And I was so upset with my uncle. Like, you know, this is my senior year in high school with everything that, you know, I was doing, whereas um, I was advocating for the kids that had cut schedules. I was in the newspaper and everything talking about the cut schedules. And for me to finally get a full schedule and then for my uncle to decide not to keep the apartment, it was just so like, what are you doing? But anyway, we ended up going into the shelter December 2005. And it was a very humbling experience because the shelter that we were in my sister, she couldn't go with my nephew, my oldest nephew at the time. She didn't have my youngest nephew. It was her, um, my nephew, I believe he was like five 
or four, something like that. And then my mom and, you know, me and my um, younger siblings, we were, you know, at the shelter. So they was like, oh, okay, well, your daughter's 18. She could go. She, I think, no, my sister was a little older because I was 17 at that time. I was turning 18 January of 2006. So she ends up going to another shelter and it was just like crazy. Like it was just, wow. And this is all with me, you know, finally getting a full schedule and trying to, you know, graduate on high school in time with the grace of God. I did. And, you know, I graduated with honors. That was God. But it was such a humbling experience because at the shelter, it wasn't like it was different rooms. Like it was this one big room and we all had to sleep together. And it was just crazy. Like it was a bunk bed and then it was a bed. It it was just, it was a lot. But, you know, I never, um, I never let that stop me from achieving what I wanted to achieve. And that was more so to get my high school diploma to at least, you know, lighten up the experience so at least my mom could see like, well, okay, we going through this hardship, but okay, I see Naya, she's really focusing on school. And it, it was a lot, like I didn't even let my friends know. I think I let one of my friends know that I was living in the shelter because she was mentioning like, oh, you acting funny, like you acting like you can't spend the night at my house. But with the shelter rules, you know, you can't stay out or whatever. I think they gave us a pass or whatever, but it wasn't like, it wasn't, it was maybe like, I don't know if it was a weekend pass. I don't know how the shelter system ran at that time, but I had to break it down to her. Like, listen, I live in a shelter right now. Like, you know, my family is going through things. And she was just like, oh, you know, I'm sorry for, you know, coming at you that way. So, you know. With that being said, um, we was in the shelter. Um, I believe the shelter was like on Junior Street. I know, like, I had to take like an L train. And I know, like, when I used to go to school, I had to go through that tunnel to go to, um, what was that, Broadway Junction? So I was going to school every day and, you know, the the freaking residential age, they used to see me and be like, yo, you know, keep doing your thing. I see you keep going, you know, to school, keep that up, keep that up. And, you know, at that time, I'm just like, I just want to focus on my studies. Let me just go to school. I wasn't even thinking about like what colleges I wanted to go to. I just knew that I needed to graduate high school on time because, I needed, you know, some sort of, um, some sort of stress relief to get off of my mom. Like she was stressed, you know, my brothers, I have a younger brother who's autistic. So, you know, her going through things with him, it was just a lot. So, you know, with the grace of God, I graduated one time. I decided that I did not want to, um, have my limo pick me up in front of the shelter so I went to um, my childhood friend's house that lived in my old building and I got ready for prom there and, you know, the limo and stuff picked me up from there and it was a blessing. But had I not say if I didn't have that motivational factor of just wanting, you know, some sort of goodness to come out of a traumatic situation of going into a shelter, the top of my senior year, I wouldn't, you know, know what it's like to feel, you know, how others feel about certain situations. So that kind of changed the dynamic for me. 
Another dynamic that changed for me was um, June of 2010 with um, my fiance at that time. He was my first love and everything. It was an on and off relationship, but we finally got it right. We got it together. We lived together and, you know, we was planning on having a baby and then for him to pass away four months into my pregnancy, that was a turning point for me. And at that time, I'm just questioning God, like, wow, like, all this stuff that you putting on me, like, I don't know if I can handle it. But I get so emotional because a lot of people, they don't know this about me and they don't, I don't know if they don't see how passionate I am about, like, serving in the city communities because I'm always smiling. I always keep my head up high, regardless of the situations that I go through. But I, at that time, I was just like, God, why are you doing this to me? Like, I already had to go through everything with high school. I, I you know, did high school, went to college, and then at a turning point where I want to build a family, something like that happened. And I just felt like, what the hell? Like, what's going on? And you never supposed to question God. But at that time, I was having questions. I was a young girl in my early 20s. And I just wanted to know, like, what is up with all of this? So, um, you know, I, you know, I finished school and everything. And, you know, my stepfather passed away. And that was like a point in my life where it was just like, um, is my dream still alive? Because I always saw more for myself. You know what I mean? Is my dream still alive? And it took a lot of um, time. It took a lot of prayer. It took a lot of um, being around people that built me up. And I would never forget about those individuals that built me up during that time when I was broken. And I feel like they hold like a special part of me. You know, regardless of the differences, I, I never would um, not acknowledge people that um, built me up during those times where I needed that building. And, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I'm, you know, piggybacking off of the last episode, whereas the underdogs, you know, I just felt like, what is going on? Like, you know, you do good, you graduate high school on time, you graduate from college on time, and something just happened. And I think it was God's way of just showing me my strength. It was showing me my perseverance off of, you know, girl, like, you're meant for more things. So, you know, like I said, like I decided to do security for years and I met a lot of great individuals during that time that, you know, I, I have great connections with still to this day. And, you know, everything just came into alignment. Whereas when I figured out, okay, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to be a social worker. What do I have to do? If I have to go back to school for my master's, that's what I have to do. And it took some time for me to go back to school for my master's. But when I got it, like, um, going to achieve my master's, I was, like, on focus mode. Like, no, we, we graduating with high honors. 
we gonna get this thing because now I experience things in life whereas I'm more passionate about the major that I pursued so it was it was a lot so <coughs> excuse me I'm I'm coming off of a cold well, sounds a little rocky right now like it sounds real ashy so bear with me y'all don't come for me because I ain't sent for y'all but anyway so with that being said you know I graduated with my masters and um that was such a turning point in my life and then I still felt like damn like I graduated my masters but I graduated during the pandemic so I didn't have no commencement ceremony or anything and that was one thing that I wanted my son to see I wanted him to see his mother walk across the stage and I was just like damn my son couldn't even see me walk across the stage and not realizing the blessing like wow like you achieved something that you've been holding on the back burner for so long even though your son stage just knowing that you hold this paperwork to you know go further in your career is a blessing itself so it, it was a lot so my thing is for all the concrete roses out there um life is life life is a roller coaster you're gonna have a lot of ups you gonna have a lot of downs but it's just more so about you being true to yourself and knowing what it is that you want for yourself or shall I say what the fuck you want for yourself to achieve and I felt like um doing this podcast it wasn't more so just to do a podcast because that's something that people are doing it was more so because I felt like I had the experience and I had the voice to really touch individuals to like really get on a shit. If it's people out there that's telling you you can't do something, you go out and you do that shit 10 times better than what the fuck they thought that you was gonna do. So you you are your worst enemy, you are your worst critic, but you gotta get out of that and focus on what you need to focus on in order to be who the F you need to be in life. Um, nothing is a piece of cake at all. Even with me, you know, obtaining like my license in social work I'm trying to be a licensed clinical social work I will be I'm studying for the test crazy and I'm still just trying to balance out you know personal life work life and studying for a test and you know still being there for y'all being consistent with this whole podcast thing so when I do achieve that license, this is not just a win for me. This is a win for all the concrete roses out there who just felt like um, they had, you know, their fair share of, you know, ups and downs. And, you know, I just want y'all to know that things are going to definitely come for alignment. Once y'all keep God first. And I don't like to get preachy on this because I know a lot of people are real funny with religion and politics and all that. But when I tell y'all, keep God first and everything will come into alignment. If you got to talk to yourself in the mirror and say that you the baddest bitch or you the baddest dude or whatever the guys be saying to get them going, that's what you have to do in order to be, you know, what you need to be. You got to manifest things before it happens. So that way things could just really come, you know, with that being said, um, I'm so focusing on this exam that, you know, 
it's a lot of things that I want to do on this platform. Like I mentioned before, I do want to do the visuals and everything. But like I said, I'm not rushing the process. Sometimes when you rush the process, shit don't come out the way you want it to be. So I'm taking my time on this. But once the license shit, you know, get out the way and, you know, I could pop my shit, you know, then I'll be able to like really do what I really, really want to do on this um, platform. Whereas, you know, I've been going back and forth with should I make my um, visual page on IG public and I'm like, damn, I don't want some of my clients to see me on this or whatever the case may be. But I kick real shit. I can only be me. If anyone knows me, they know like I'm very transparent. I am just me. Like I'm not with all the social media antics or anything. I'm still trying to get into the grooves of things. Whereas with the TikToks, I don't know how good I'll be on the TikToks. I've been doing the reels. Y'all see me. Sometimes I'll be doing shit with like food and all that because I'm a foodie. But, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm taking my time, but I just wanted to inspire all the concrete roses out there that you are good enough. Um, just keep God first, like I mentioned. And things will happen. You have to keep, um, keep great company around you. You don't want to have people that are Debbie Downers or, you know, people that, you know, try to make you feel like you're not doing good enough and, you know, making you feel like making you question, like, is this the right move? You got to just, you know, if this is something that you want to do in life, whereas this is something that is a burning desire that, oh my God, like I don't feel a hundred percent complete. You got to really focus on your focus and get to those goals. And I'm telling you, it's no better feeling than that. And I'm speaking off of someone that didn't even reach the goals that I really want to reach. But I know based off of the alignment and things that were presented my way, whereas I manifested everything that I am today, I'm letting y'all know God is real. You know, be good to others. And that energy will, you know, come right back to you. You know, never look down on individuals during their down moments. Learn from those mistakes, learn from those stories and figure out, okay, how can I be better? Or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, when I see certain clients, like I say, I have clients that have, you know, educated and all types of stuff. It's just things that happen in life. Whereas, you know, they didn't have those individuals that pushed them to make them, you know, live into their full potential. And I feel like God put me, you know, in position, whereas little old me can inspire a 50-something-year-old person to really, you know, say, okay, well, you 50-some, whatever, but don't let your age define, you know, your goals. Keep doing what you have to do. So... Any little thing that I see from certain clients, whether it's the old clients, whether it's the young clients that I'm kicking game to, is all from experience, whereas they can learn. People learn from other people's experiences and then just, you know, move the way they move based off of what they're presented in life. So I'm just letting y'all know that, you know, I'm, I'm super proud of y'all as far as the Concrete Roses. I see y'all, y'all see me, like, for people that, you know, didn't have um 
the silver spoon growing up and I see y'all doing y'all thing, that shit inspires me. Like, I be, like, y'all don't understand. Like, I stay showing love because it's just, it's inspiring. It's, it's inspirational to me, whereas... You know, I know shit don't come easy. So when I see an individual really getting it out the mud and really doing a thing and looking good at it, because they looking good at it doing it, um, that inspires me. So, um, like I said, I wanted to be consistent with, um, you know, these episodes, but that was something that was on my heart as far as with the Concrete Roses. And I just want to let y'all know that if no one told y'all y'all doing y'all thing, nah, nah, it's always rooting for y'all, whether I'm liking, whether I'm commenting, whether I'm yes, or whatever the case may be. Ooh, I sound like a bird. But I just want y'all to know to keep going and everything that you ever wanted in life is going to come into alignment. And with that being said, later and stay tuned for the next episode that's dropping in the next two weeks god willingly love y'all